0: So what would happen if we didn't force anything today? Didn't try to make anything other than what it was. We just totally, let's just play like, make this an experiment. Totally let go of all uh, volition or all personal will about how things should be. And just totally embraced however life was presenting itself at the moment. And what if we withdrew any desire to change things from how they were, to make them go a certain way, and instead just go with things, go with the flow as they say, let everything happen as it will. What if we just became the observer who just watched, who just watched as everything spontaneously occurred, and enjoyed, and enjoyed however things would be as a fun game, a fun experiment a fun excitement of the unfoldment of each moment as a complete mystery what what would happen well you know what might be noticed is without desire without wanting things to be different without being bothered whether it goes this way or that way whether life goes this way or that way we, we don't have this exertion anymore it's just effortless, isn't it? I mean, this, what's to notice is to to notice that it's not a matter of effort, not a matter of doing anything. It's actually do nothing. We're not doing anything. We're not doing anything at all. We're just being that which witnesses and lets everything be as it is um, and enjoys however things are, which is not a matter of doing. I can't give you a to-do list and tell you this is how you do it because it's not, not a matter of doing. It's a matter of choice. So, it's simply a matter of choosing to let things be as they are, instead of choosing to not let things be as they are and wanting them to be different. In other words, our priority is to let things be as they are and occur as they will spontaneously. And anything that underlies that priority is not as important so it's not as important to us to change things as it is to let them be as they are which means that sooner or later we will be the ones that just let things be as they are if it is our priority if we value it the most it will be so so well in this space when we are this one that allows all to be as it is that flows with the tides of life that flows with life one unified totally completely unified with the spontaneity of the moment as it occurs letting it be this complete mystery well then nothing bothers us anymore because we're only ever bothered by something if we don't want it there which means in this case we can't be bothered because we don't have a personal volition anymore. We don't have a personal will that we're trying to exert over the world. We're not constantly trying to make things happen that aren't happening. We're not constantly trying to make things be that are not. We're just totally at one with that which is and have totally let go of interest in that which is not. And so the first thing that might be said is yeah, but then how will I get things that I, how will I get the things I want? Well, first of all, that defeats the whole purpose of this experiment of this exercise because if, if done properly then there isn't anything we want anymore there are no preferences and I mean let's just look at preferences why do we have any preference we, we always have a preference because we think that preference will bring us what we want right? otherwise if that preference didn't bring us something if we didn't see that that preference would bring us something we wanted why would we have it we wouldn't care and what is it that we want? Isn't what we're always after happiness? An experience of happiness or peace? Maybe not peace, but happiness, joy To feel good <laughs> Isn't that what we're what every preference is about? And every preference is simply how we think happiness will come to us. And yet every preference is is prefaced I don't know if that's the right word, but it rhymed. Um <laughs> every preference is Founded upon the idea that uh, happiness is external. Yeah, okay, we hear happiness is within ourselves and yet we go on our days still having preferences. And every preference is based upon this idea that happiness is external. Because if we really own that the source of happiness is within ourselves, as ourselves, as we are happiness, then we wouldn't have any preference. Because we'd see that happiness is the choice to be happy with something. And therefore, I, I am just happy with everything. Why would I not be happy with everything? If I'm not happy with everything, then I have just disowned the source of happiness as within myself. So, it's interesting to see that every preference is just trying to get happiness, trying to get it from out there, from something that is thought to bring it. And yet, the truth of the matter is that happiness is found uh, subjectively in this moment is always here and now it's never external and it's always subjectively it's a matter of subjectivity. subjectivity it's experiential isn't it happiness is experiential and subjective it's not found in anything the only reason we think it's found in something is because we have a certain experience and then we attach that experience to whatever was nearby so you know very commonly the experience of happiness the subjective experience of happiness is uh, had with a partner, with a romantic partner. And so we tie happiness to romance. But, the, but in truth, happiness has always been arising within ourselves. No one can make us happy, just as no one can make us afraid or no one can make us sad. All these things, they occur within us. Subjectively, we experience them. And then we attach that experience to certain things. The mind attaches it to certain things. The mind is conditioned. In other words, it learns that happiness is here. But the truth of the matter is, no. It is not the case. Um, And the way to learn this. If you look at children, most children, not saying all, but most children, you know, spend some time in kindergarten. You'll see they're very fun. They just enjoy life. They play. They have fun. Most kids are incredible, like just sunshine and joy (laughs) um, as kids. And then it's like what happens is, so they already are that. They already are that joy. They already are that. And then what happens is by teenage years or adulthood, it diminishes. It seems to not be there anymore. So I have this uh, image that I have where there's a child playing in, like, a beautiful garden, just having fun, just enjoying life, and then some adult figures come, whatever it be, we might say it's symbolic of society or parents or whatever, um, someone comes with a belief ready to be uploaded into the child, and so they, these adult figures, they say, you know, old Johnny you can't be happy, you can't be happy until you have X, Y, and Z. Until you have a family, until you have a business. You have to be someone, Johnny. You've got to be someone. got to be someone before you can be happy. And so what happens? The child, out of innocence, then locks that happiness up. After hearing it consecutively, it conse- keeps hearing it, keeps hearing it, keeps hearing it. Over and over and over again, the child's mind then believes it. Because just by the mere fact that he's heard it so many times, what else would it believe? So it gets programmed. And then this programming, this conditioning then locks that happiness that joy away it locks it away as an innocent conditionality that was accepted by the innocent naive child mind and so the source of happiness the tragedy hope I said it right is that it will never be found in x y and z in being someone uh, it will never be found there. So even if the adult, the child, now an adult, looks there and has everything, it still won't be there. The belief was that it will be there, but at most there will be a satisfaction. There will be a, a nice satisfaction maybe, but it will be a transient one. And it will pass. And then the search will continue. Be like, why am I happy? Without realizing that it's been within the whole time. Because now it's being clouded by all this these belief sets all these past experiences so going back to the flowy thingy the source of happiness is within every preference is really just a preference because we have preferences sorry because we think that these preferences will bring us something or else we wouldn't have them because we're very selfish as humans. Uh, I will own that about myself, very selfish, narcissistic core. As a human being, we have that narcissistic core of the ego, which will only seek something if it gains something from it. So we only have these preferences, we only hold something if we think we ha- we gain something from it. These preferences, we only hold it because we think it'll get us something. But the truth of the matter is that the source is within ourselves. And the truth of the matter is to... To return to that, to that happiness, to that joy that is within us, is not a matter of attaining something new, but just letting go, constantly letting go. Letting go and surrender is what leads to serenity, peace, joy, and happiness, not attainment of something new. Attainment of something new just brings temporary satisfaction. And then satisfaction goes away, and now we look for something new again, <laughs> and we get stuck in that cycle. And so that, that is, a, is the trap of exerting our willfulness over things. is we're constantly thinking, we know how things are when the truth is that we, we really don't know anything. Because if we knew anything, we wouldn't be striving to get anything because we'd know that we already are everything. We already have everything within us. Everything we are searching for is right under our noses if we just let go of all the obstacles that stand in the way of us seeing it. And so, the experiment is to surrender wanting to change things. Let me give you another example. So, I was actually doing a contemplation, a five-minute contemplation, The Course in Miracles. Um, and I was just sitting, and for me, building a business or growing or cultivating this little business, I like to kind of water it, you know, see it like a little plant, put little seed in, and just let it grow on its own. And just be the witness of it. But I get bombarded. I get bombarded by ads. Um, <laughs> by ads. By emails. All offering like programs. Now they're lovely programs. And I'm sure they work really well. And all of them are great programs. But the. the uh, For me. They're just not for me. And I, I, I know this because I've tried. I've spent thousands of dollars on programs and just hasn't resonated. And I haven't hadn't learned the lesson. So I tried a new one. And then I tried a new one. And it still didn't resonate. Still didn't learn my lesson. And so I was just sitting out there. And I just realized, okay, well, you know, what if I just let go of trying to make these things happen? Because all these programs are about making things happen. Forcing it. Pushing it. That's how I see it, at least trying to make it happen, make it happen. And, you know, I didn't even know what the best way to serve people was. So, I'd, and I I don't know what the best way to, what the best route for humanity is, let alone myself. So, well, who am I to try to make anything happen is how I saw it. And then I realized that, you know, there exists this option. Why was this such an agitation? Why was I agitated by all these This business is this thing. And I realized it was because I was trying to make it happen. And it wasn't happening. And there was agitation. And so if, you know, usually the usual approach is we'll try to make it happen even more. We'll try to exert even more will. But I am pretty lazy. And I like the effortless path, the path of least action. That's just what I like. It's what I resonate with. And so I realized there's this other option, which is to just stop trying to make it happen trying to make something happen and just let it happen. Allow whatever will be to be and just unify with it, learn from it and just go with it. That's all. And in doing so, in choosing this option in letting go of the desire to make something be what it's not, I can just totally be happy with every stage of the unfoldment we could call with the evolution of this, uh, this business, of this journey, of this life, however it takes form to just enjoy that form, to enjoy it as it is, without trying to make it different to what it is, and then that, I thought that that would make for a very good um, podcast episode, so I am recording this now for you, and that, the the great thing is, it seems like a loss, right, it seems like a loss, on Kidru, it does seem like a loss. To the ego, it seems like a loss. It's like, well, I don't get things my way. But what the ego doesn't say is that you get everything you want. You get everything that you really want. Everything that is really valuable, you get through this option. By letting go of preferences, you are now happy with everything. Do you understand? You're happy with everything, at peace with everything. That's what it means to let go of preferences. It means, I don't care. Whether it goes this way or that way, I'm at peace with it, I'm happy with it, I'll go along with it, I'm willing, Uh, not just willing, but I welcome it as it is, in fact, maybe I even love it as it is, and if all preferences are let go of, then it means that nothing that happens can bother us, if anything ever happens that bothers us, it's only because we had a preference that it wouldn't happen. So if that preference is let go, let gone of, then what can bother us? Nothing but ourselves can never bother us. Nothing but our own choices can ever bother us. So nothing can ever bother us. So we don't have what we want, but what we want wanted was this happiness, was this joy, was this bliss. The trap is it might sound bland. Yeah, but I won't get anything. I won't get anything. Life will be boring. But that's not the experiential truth of it. The experiential truth of it is. Life becomes fantastically radiant. And the divinity of everything starts to shine forth. Instead of working in the realm of. um, Getting things and. And all this stuff. And the cycle of satisfaction and dissatisfaction. And thinkingness and ideas and planning. So many plans. Oh my goodness. So many plans and. Goal sets and. (laughs) Lots of these things these days. Instead now the divinity of every moment. As it is. Shines forth. As it is. And so the divinity. Which is the source of all. The source of creation. The source of everything. source of this moment. It shines forth. It starts to shine forth. Brighter and brighter and brighter. And so there's an incredible joy. With anything. Whether I'm sitting down. Whether I'm. Standing up. (laughs) Walking. Doing something. Doing nothing. It doesn't matter. Because the. The joy comes from within. It comes from what I am. The joy comes from the recognition I am. The recognition of existence itself is what where the source of joy comes from. And where gratitude comes from also. So I don't have to do any gratitude joy- journaling um, from my point of view because there's nothing to journal about. I don't have to. It's obvious. It's right there. I am. And I didn't make myself be And wow, when that realization comes, then there's an an eternal, incredible gratitude for being here, for being alive, for being where I am, and how I am, however that might be. And this is a more natural way, I think, that I see, in a really fun way, in a really enjoyable way. It's not better or worse than any other ways. There's nothing wrong with the exerting and striving. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, it's just that that's not, that's something that never resonated with me, and so this is something that resonates with me, and I think that it might resonate with other people as well, and it's a really fun option, it's a really fun option to just let things be as they are, to allow things rather than try to make things happen, to allow things to happen, to observe, to observe, and to learn, and to understand, before any action is taken, to take a lot of time just observing, learning, and understanding. To constantly question perception. To constantly question, well, why do I even have this preference? Why do I want this thing? If it's this thing, okay, then I wanted this thing at that time. And now I want this thing at this time. And then in that time, I want this thing. And the desire is always there. What? Why? Where is this desire? Is it possible to transcend this desire? To be free of it? And yet, isn't desiring to be free of desire, another desire? And so this 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 is really a path of inquiry because we're constantly inquiring into the truth of things and that truth of things bring us brings us into alignment with how things are and it brings us into alignment with life as it is instead of constantly trying to change things which is quite effortful and quite exerting to constantly trying be trying to make things different to what they are and you know this also includes that if there is a depression or if there is an anger if there is a frustration instead of trying to make it different to just let it be there to just watch it as it's coming up to just be with it exactly as it's coming up without trying to change it any bit what we'll start to notice is every time we try to change the feeling that's coming up we start to get agitated why are we agitated if there's any agitation present that's because we want something to be different and it's not that way And so we apply this to the feelings as well, to just let every feeling be as it is instead of trying to make every feeling different. (laughs) No, you should be this feeling instead of this one. So we let go of that. And so now we can start to transcend being bothered by our feelings. To unify with the feeling as it is and be with it. Every step of the way, however it changes, to just let it be there as it is and in doing so we be, we become that which just watches and just observes life as it is as it appears to be at least and this oh man is just such a nice way to be it's very peaceful it's very joyous so just it might seem like it's in the future it might seem like this, what I what I'm, we're talking about here, what I'm talking about you're listening to, is something in the future, something nice in the future. It's not something that's already present. But it is something that's already present within you. It exists as a potential already within you to be that which watches, which witnesses, which just lets everything be. Because you already are that way. You already are the one that watches and welcomes everything as it is. It's just that on top of that, There's also all these preferences. Because the reason that you're aware of anything is because you register it, because you can recognize it, which means you're aware of it. And so you don't have to... It's not like a journey of becoming the witness and the watcher and the observer. It's just uh, more like letting go of everything that you are not. And this, although generally tends to be progressive... It is also possible to be instantaneous like this. Like in a snap. Simply wake up to the truth of it. Letting go of all illusions. That's what we might call the miraculous. And so I want to also say that. uh, What really facilitates all of this. Is uh, prayer and supplication of divinity. Instead of trying to do it all yourself. To pray to divinity. To reveal to you. To recontextualize things which means to see them differently so you can pray a prayer i always have very often throughout the days <laughs> is lord may i see things differently may i see them in the higher truth may i see them in the light of truth what is going on here what am i missing what am i not seeing so focusing on what i'm not seeing to ask for a miracle lord may a miracle recontextualize perception may i see it differently In the light of peace, joy, and understanding. And that's a constant thing. That's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing prayer. We become the one that supplicates in divinity. We're constantly relying upon divinity. Don't rely on your own will. Don't rely on your own willpower, your own exertion, your own even uh, understanding. Rely on divinity completely and utterly. Surrender to divinity completely and utterly. And you will know joy and bliss beyond what words can speak of. And peace. Because the peace comes from knowing that prayers are 100% responsive. (laughs) Every prayer, every time I ask to see things differently, a response comes. And I see things differently. It's 100% responsive. There's nothing to worry about. Because I can always pray. Pray. And if there isn't a response, then I know the prayer wasn't genuine enough. It wasn't deep enough. Or there's some sort of karmic propensity at work that I can't see. But the prayer is always responsive. It always responds to the capacity that it is able to respond based on the power of the prayer. And the genuineness and the, the deepness of the surrender behind the prayer. Because that's what prayer is. It's another form of surrender, isn't it? It's another form of letting go. Of supplicating in divine grace to help us see. Because actually, this whole thing, this whole process, is all, can all be pinned upon divine grace it's by grace that we see things differently isn't it i mean look around you or don't look around you or look within or close your eyes whatever (laughs) your perception the current perception the way you see things in other words is just the way you see things right now it's not always been that you've seen things the way you see them right now but you can't make yourself see things differently And if you look to behavior, if you look to the motivations of actions, you see that we're always just acting in accordance with how we see the world. Otherwise, we'd act differently. And so, there's nothing to blame because we're always just acting in accordance with how we see the world. But the challenge is we can't make ourselves see any different to how we see it. We can only open ourselves to seeing things differently. And then suddenly and out of nowhere, we we just see things differently. So that's divine grace. And when we pray to to divinity, to ask, to recontextualize, to see things differently, we supplicate in that divine grace. We facilitate it. In other words, we increase the likelihood of just suddenly seeing things differently. And then what you might start to notice is after a prayer, you'll just start to see things differently. Now, of course, expecting this, all the expectations, all the desires we have, they block these things actually coming to be. And so you you might notice that there might be some expectation and desire about about the response of a prayer, how it will come, when it will come. And the way to handle this is simply with the remembrance that I don't know, that I'm not God, I'm not divinity. And who am I to demand anything about divinity or expect anything? I mean, to expect, what am I expecting? Anything I can come up with is just coming out of my imagination. I don't really know what's going to happen. What's the point of having an expectation? What's the point of having a demand, a desire? To simply surrender that, let everything be as it is. It's just a matter of recognizing the truth. That's all. And so, I just wanted to let let you all know that um, prayer is a very powerful tool that is available to us in seeing things differently. And we can always, of course... I start and finish my days uh, with a serenity prayer and the lord's prayer uh, and this is something that you might like to do also so the prayer the serenity prayer is very short lord may uh, lord grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to tell the difference by thy grace and will amen the lord's prayer is uh, our father hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That prayer calibrates at 7.50, which is why when I saw it calibrates at 7.50, I'm like, ah, I'm adding that one to the morning (laughs) just to cover it. I see it as like an active buff. That I have if anyone plays video games you have like buffs that are just on all the time and give you kind of increase your character strength or mo- mobility these prayers I see as active buffs throughout the day just always have them rolling around <laughs> it is more beneficial than not having them rolling around so this is the another critical point to help start to see the impact and the significance of prayer When we start to pray and things get you know things occur in a certain way There's the easy tendency to be like, well, things aren't, you know, like I don't know how much it's helping. The thing is that we don't know how it is. (laughs) We only know what it's like. We only see the results that we see, right? We don't see what we don't see. We don't see what it would have been like if we hadn't prayed. We don't see what it would have been like if we hadn't prayed at all, if we hadn't supplicated in divinity. And so, for example, you know, let's say, someone has has a uh a a leg that's that's hurting a lot um and they pray divinity to to see it differently to accept it and also to heal it to have it be better to have it be more tolerable to them um and it gets a little better but it still hurts quite a bit and they might get frustrated very easily they'll come in and say well I mean, uh, my leg isn't getting, like, better. Like, it's got a bit better, but it still hurts. Like, I don't think these prayers are working. But what wouldn't have been seen was, you know, without the prayer, the leg would have been exactly the same and a lot more painful. And so, this is a subtlety with prayer that you'll pick up on yourself as you you pray yourself. Um, And I also want to finish with prayer isn't, like a religious thing although it's associated with religion because I myself am not religious Um, and everyone has a way to pray and I pray begin every prayer generally with to thee O Lord Um, to to thee O Lord praying to the Lord um, which is like the divinity within oneself praying to the source of all creation within oneself and opening oneself to that presence within oneself that's sort of the, the mindset of prayer that I have, that I carry. And it's a practical tool, which I'll keep talking about in every every uh, podcast episode. Because when you start it, then you'll see there's nothing to complain about. Because prayer is always available. We can always simply do our utmost. And within that, to me, includes prayer. To surrender our will to divinity. To pray. To see things differently. To pray intensely. That is always something that's available. And then to eventually be a prayer. So that words no longer are as meaningful anymore. And we start to just be that which supplicates in divinity. So, like I saw a video today of a hummingbird. And it is just so beautiful. So its face, incredible, everything, all the features, the way it flew, was just so beautiful. And so the the hummingbird supplicated in the recognition of beauty, of divinity as the quality of beauty, as the quality of grace. And so that's what it means to be a prayer, is we be the quality of grace. We are grace. We are devotion. We are the one that is surrendered to life, and therefore in invokes the power of divinity by virtue of what we are, not what we say or do, but by virtue of what we are, what we have become. What does this mean? I just want to expound this a little bit for ending the episode. So, what is grace? Grace is someone does something, and we, and very easily can be seen how. They deserve to be punished, like it would be very justified to punish. It would be very justified to hold a resentment, to hold a grudge. they do something we call horrible, we call atrocious. What is grace? Grace is that which forgives anyway. Grace is that which holds everything in the light of compassion, in the light of understanding. Grace is that which connects with the way everyone sees the world, with the suffering that everyone is going through, and holds space for that in its heart. That's what grace is. And so when we are the one that, when we are the quality of grace, so we become the quality of grace, we identify with this quality of grace. This gentleness, this nurturance of all of life. Us being that way supplicates in divinity. It supplicates in divine assistance so that we don't even have to say a prayer. We are the prayer. We are that which supplicates in divinity. We are that which walks around bowing, to the re- in reverence of the sacredness of all of life we simply are that way and in doing so life is that way to us when we bow to life life bows to us and divinity comes in and the experience for me is one of living on the wings of grace that I can see how there are these temptations that they come up temptations being Choices that could theoretically or hypothetically easily be made that are not aligned with kindness, peace, um, supporting life. And yet they aren't made, they aren't chosen. Not by my own efforts, but by grace. I can see how grace floats above these things. It floats me (laughs) so that I don't have to rely on my own efforts. I don't have to push against it. I simply surrender to how things are. Let everything be as it is, and grace comes in and does the rest. So, this is a very beautiful way to live in which we see the beauty of everything. As we align ourselves with the divinity of the essence of all of creation, we start to see the divinity uh, of all of creation, and we start to see it as the quality of beauty, and it's incredibly intoxicating incredibly beautiful beyond any uh beyond anything any psychedelics and psychedelics is perhaps where we often see it is the beauty of nature we see the beauty of everything but it's possible to live like that all the time it's possible to live in this fairy tale it's like a fairy tale like world where the trees uh dance and the 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 birds chirp with with joy it's possible to live in that in that world i live in this world and you can too, if you just follow this path. Follow this path of living in surrender, in serenity, to how life is. And bow to the reverence of all of life. It's an inner bow, um, more than an outer bow, that you can bow if you want. Don't see why not. Um, yes, this is an option uh, that is available to anyone. I just wanted to testify that it is an experience that it is my experience of life so that you know it is possible for you and you know that it is an option for you and you know what is ahead if you choose this option it is incredible beauty. Um and I think that's about it I want to talk about today. Thank you very much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Consider this option and enjoy the rest of your life. Have a merry fantastical day. Goodbye.